invisible. Connor stood waiting in the schoolyard. He'd seen Lily earlier. She was with a group of girls who he knew didn't really like her and who she didn't really like either, but there she was, standing silently with them while they chatted away. He found himself trying to catch her eye, but she never looked over at him, almost as if she could no longer see him. And so he waited by himself, leaning against a stone wall away from the other kids as they squealed and laughed and looked at their phones as if nothing in the world was wrong, as if nothing in the whole entire universe could ever happen to them. Then he saw them, Harry and Sully and Anton, walking toward him diagonally across the yard. Harry's eyes on him, unsmiling but alert, his cronies looking happy in anticipation. Here they came. Connor felt weak with relief. He'd only slept long enough that morning to have the nightmare, as if things hadn't been bad enough. There he'd been again, with the horror and the falling, with the terrible, terrible thing that happened at the end. He'd woken up screaming, to a day that hardly seemed any better. When he'd finally worked up the courage to go downstairs, his father was there in his grandma's kitchen, making breakfast. His grandma was nowhere to be seen. Scrambled? His father asked, holding up the pan where the eggs were cooking. Connor nodded, even though he wasn't remotely hungry, and sat in a chair at the table. His father finished the eggs and put them on some buttered toast he'd also made, setting down two plates, one for Connor, one for himself. They sat and they ate. The silence grew so heavy, Connor started to have difficulty breathing. That's quite a mess you made, his father finally said. Connor continued to eat, taking the smallest bites of egg possible. She called me this morning, very, very early. Connor took another microscopic bite. Your mom's taken a turn, Con, his father said. Connor looked up quickly. Your grandma's gone to the hospital now to talk to the doctors, his father continued. I'm going to drop you off at school. School, Connor said. I want to see mom. But his father was already shaking his head. It's no place for a kid right now. I'll drop you off at school and go to the hospital, but I'll pick you up right after and take you to her. His father looked down at his plate. I'll pick you up sooner if, if I need to. Connor set down his knife and fork. He didn't feel like eating anymore, or maybe ever again. Hey, his father said, remember what I said about needing you to be brave? Well, now's the time you're going to have to do it, son. He nodded toward the sitting room. I can see how much this is upsetting you. He gave a sad smile, which quickly disappeared. So can your grandma. I didn't mean to, Connor said, his heart starting to thump. I don't know what happened. It's okay, his father said. Connor frowned. It's okay? Don't worry about it, his father said, going back to his breakfast. Worst things happen at sea. What does that mean? 
It means we're going to pretend like it never happened, his father said firmly, because other things are going on right now. Other things like mom? His father sighed. Finish your breakfast. You're not even going to punish me? What would be the point, Con? His father said, shaking his head. What could possibly be the point? Connor hadn't heard a word of his lessons in school, but the teachers hadn't told him off for his inattentiveness, skipping over him when they asked questions to the class. Mrs. Marl didn't even make him hand in his life writing homework, even though it was due that day. Connor hadn't written a single sentence. Not that it seemed to matter. His classmates kept their distance from him, too, like he was giving off a bad smell. He tried to remember if he'd talked to any of them since he'd arrived this morning. He didn't think he had, which meant he hadn't actually spoken to anyone since his father that morning. How could something like that happen? But finally, here was Harry, and that, at least, felt normal. Connor O'Malley, Harry said, stopping a pace away from him. Sully and Anton hung back, sniggering. Connor stood up from the wall, dropping his hands to his sides, preparing himself for whatever punch might fall. Except it didn't. Harry just stood there. Sully and Anton stood there too, their smiles slowly shrinking. What are you waiting for? Connor asked. Yeah, Sully said to Harry. What are you waiting for? Hit him, Anton said. Harry didn't move his eyes still firmly locked on Connor. Connor could only look back until it felt like there was nothing in the world except him and Harry. His palms were sweating, his heart was racing. Just do it, he thought, and then realized he was saying it out loud. Just do it. Do what, Harry said calmly. What on earth could you possibly want me to do, O'Malley? He wants you to beat him into the ground, Sully said. He wants you to kick him, Anton said. Is that right? Harry asked, seeming genuinely curious. Is that really what you want? Connor said nothing, just stood there, fists clenched, waiting. And then the bell went, ringing loudly, and Miss Kwan began to cross the yard at that moment too, talking to another teacher but eyeing the pupils around her, keeping a close watch in particular on Connor and Harry. I guess we'll never find out, Harry said, what it is O'Malley wants. Anton and Sully laughed, though it was clear they didn't get the joke, and all three started to make their way back inside. But Harry watched Connor as they left, never looking away from him. As he left Connor standing there alone, like he was completely invisible to the rest of the world.